And when they became fully awake, they saw his glory. Let us pray. Blessed Lord, who has caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, today, the church has set aside August 6th to remember the transfiguration of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the transfiguration is kind of an odd episode in the life of our Lord. For just before this, he had told the disciples of the passion that he was going to endure, that he would be scorned and mocked and tried by the chief priests and the elders and delivered up to be crucified, and on the third day, rise again. And then he challenges the disciples to take up their cross and follow him, for to follow Christ is to die with him. To follow him is to die to self and to live to God. And then it says about eight days later, Jesus takes three chosen witnesses up upon the mountain to pray. And perhaps to these three disciples, Peter, James, and John, it seemed like an ordinary day with their, with their teacher. An ordinary day, I'm sure that prayer was a regular part of our Lord's life. For often it says that he would go by himself and pray. But here, upon the mount, perhaps Jesus was praying quite long because it says that the disciples were heavy with sleep. It says while he was praying, he was transfigured. His clothes became dazzling white like lightning. His face was altered. The king of glory has arrived upon this mount and his disciples are sleeping. Yes, this is an odd story. For not only was Jesus transfigured into his glorious might, but two other witnesses show up, Moses and Elijah of old. Representative of the law and the prophets, the whole Old Testament shows up to point, point towards Christ, to point to the one whom they hoped in. Moses and Elijah were speaking with Jesus about his departure. In Greek, the word is exodus. You may be familiar with this word. We know that the Lord has delivered his people out of the bondage of slavery in Egypt, and now God's own son has come to deliver all his people, indeed all the world, from the bondage of sin, death, and the grave. He's come to defeat Satan, to crush the serpent under his heel. They know why he has come. For the Lord of glory has come, and the Lord of glory is also the crucified one. For today, on August 6th, every year, the church remembers the transfiguration, because in the transfiguration, God is revealed to be who he is. Our Lord, Jesus Christ, is, to re is revealed to be who he is. For in the words of the psalm, he is the king of glory, the Lord of hosts. 
He is the Son of God in whom the Father is well pleased. He is God's chosen one. He is God's chosen descendant of David who will inherit the everlasting throne that was promised to David centuries ago. And Jesus is revealed to be who he is to these chosen witnesses, Peter, James, and John. For like Moses on Sinai, they on the mount behold the Lord in all his glory. They have seen the Lord. But as Moses saw the backside of God, these three witnesses behold the face of the Lord. They see his face and they also hear the voice. They hear the voice of the Father saying and confirming, This is my Son. This is not the first time they have heard these words. They heard it at his baptism, but here it is affirmed yet again, This is my beloved Son, my chosen one. And not only is his identity revealed, but our response is urged. Listen to him. For Moses prophesied in Deuteronomy that there would be a prophet to arise like him, and the people of Israel were to listen to him. This is that prophet whom Moses spoke of, and Moses is here on the mount to give witness to that fact. And not only Moses, but all the prophets and their figurehead Elijah is here to bear witness that all the prophets, all the law has pointed to this very moment. The revealing of the Lord of glory, the God of Israel. He has come and dwelt among us and we have seen his glory. And it's when we heed the voice of God. Listen to him. It's when we hear Christ and his words that the glorious son of God is revealed to be also the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. For the Lord of glory is also revealed to be the suffering servant that was prophesied long ago by Isaiah that would be chastised and mocked And like a sheep before his shearers would be silent and upon him all the sins of the world would be placed. For this Lord of glory that sits on the throne at the right hand of the Father is also the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And yes, this is the same Lord who now is seated at the right hand of the Father. But before he entered into his glory, he had to first suffer, die, and be raised. And we know that this transformation, this transfiguration of our Lord was but only a glimpse of what his glory was. It's only a glimpse at his true nature. For as soon as it was realized by the witnesses that This is the Lord of glory. This is the God of Israel. They blink and he's back to normal. He's the same rabbi that they were used to. And they never spoke of this again. They never told the others what they had seen until 
after he had raised from the dead because what they had seen is confusing. If the Lord has come in his glory, why has he not stayed that way? If the Lord has come in his glory to reign over all the earth, why has he changed back into the form of a servant? Why has he been revealed in this way rather than in his transfigured way? It's because the Lord of glory is also the crucified one, the one who will die for the world. For before Christ is raised and glorified, he must be stricken and pierced and hung on a tree. For this is what the prophets had foretold. This is what Moses and Elijah pointed to, that not only the Lord of glory would come and descend in in human flesh, but that he would die for our sake. But this crucified one is not just the suffering servant. He is also the Son of God. The glorious Lord of glory. And like the disciples, when we awake to this fact, when we heed the voice of the Lord, listen to him, and we hear how he describes himself, how he reveals himself, when we behold the Lord of glory, the King Almighty, the crucified one, and believe... It is promised that we shall be like he is. For this is the hope of glory that we all hang our hat on, that this life is not all there is, but rather there is a life to come. For Jesus, in this moment on the Mount of Transfiguration, reveals to these three witnesses a glimpse of the future glory that all the faithful will take part in. For John says that we know that when he appears, that is, on the day of his return, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. For the glimpse that these three witnesses get in the cloud will be fully revealed, not only to us, but to the whole world. The Lord of glory shall be revealed as he was on the Mount of Transfiguration, but not to just a few witnesses, but rather to the whole world. And it's the God who said, let light shine in the darkness that is also shown in our hearts, Paul says, to give light, to give the light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. For in this life we live Among the darkness. Yes, light has shone in the darkness, but we still live in a dark and broken world. The prince of this world is still mightily at work. Yes, the cross has ushered in the new age, but yet it is not fully here. The Lord of glory has not yet come to make all things right. But we know that he will come. We know that the light of the glory of God is shown so fully in the face of Jesus Christ that he shines in our hearts that one day the day stars shall rise again, that he will shine upon all the earth and the dead in Christ shall rise and we shall meet them in the air. We shall meet him in the air. 
And in this life, in this present darkness, the light of the glory of God is shown through the face of Jesus Christ and transforms us. For we're not people without hope. For through faith, we have hope that this life is not all there is, but there is a future glory which is promised and secured through this vision that these three witnesses glimpse on the mountain. Paul says that as we behold this face, we are being transformed into the same image from one degree to another. For what Jesus was immediately revealed to be, we are being transformed into. For he is the first fruits of what we will be. He is our hope. He is the resurrection and the life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And whoever has faith, whoever believes, whoever beholds his face, will be transformed and is being transformed from one degree to another. For now, Paul says, we see in a mirror dimly. What we will be is not yet clear to us. But then, Paul says, we shall see face to face. For the promise of the Christian life is one of glory, but it's had not in this life, but in the life to come. We have it by faith. We believe, and so it is. We hear the voice of the Lord. We behold his face in the face of Jesus Christ, and we believe that what he says will come to pass. For now, in this present world, we see dimly what one day we will see face to face. And this is how the story ends, brothers and sisters. The end of Revelation, John's vision is brought to a completion in the promise that one day God's people will see him face to face. As the three witnesses saw a glimpse, we will enjoy forever the face of our Lord Jesus Christ. For there's coming a day, brothers and sisters, that we will be where he is. For he is in heaven at the right hand of the Father, preparing a place for us. We know that the promised new heavens and new earth will come down from heaven and that we will be one with him that we will be reunited with our Lord, that we will see him face to face. And Revelation says that at this, on that day, there will be no more night. There will be no more darkness. There will be no more dimness. Then we will see face to face the Son of God who died on our behalf, the Lamb of God who is also the glorious chosen Son of David. For we will see the Son of God in His glory. We will see Him in His glory, yet His markings, His piercings remain from the cross. Because the marks of the cross are the marks of love. And Paul says that faith, hope, and love are the three things that He's given us, but the greatest of all is love, because love endures forever. What is had by faith now, in this day, will be 
had by sight in the coming day. Yes, there is coming a day when the redeemed bride will be adorned with all her splendor and her bridegroom of blood will be unveiled to, to her. For one, we are his bride. We are his chosen people. We are God's people and he is our God. And one day there is coming a day where we will see our Lord face to face. And only love will remain because what is believed is then seen and what is hoped for is realized. The Lord, the King of glory, will reign on the throne forever with the saints because we will be like him. We will be brought into his glory that we have now by faith, but then by sight. And at the great wedding banquet, at the end of the age, we will be his and he will be ours. And at that moment, all our hopes and all of our faith will be realized and all we can do is praise the one who has saved us from this dark and present age and brought us into his glorious light. For he is the light. He is the sun. He is the Lamb of God who has taken away the sins of the world. And when we behold him on that day, all that we can do is say glory to you, Lord God. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord God Almighty. Heaven and earth are filled with your glory. For there's coming a day when no heartaches shall come. No more clouds in the sky, no more tears to dim the eye, and all will be peace forevermore on that happy golden shore. Oh, what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see and I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. And he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land. Oh, what a day that will be. What a day, a glorious day that will be. Brothers and sisters, that is our hope. And while we get a glimpse of it today as we celebrate the transfiguration of our Lord, there's coming a day when all our hopes will be realized and we shall see our Lord face to face. Amen.